Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. <laughs> Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello, welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound, it is episode 328 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane. What is going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. We're back on our Saturday schedule. Yep. Yep. For for, for a time. For a time, which yeah. what that equates to is a long work week and being tired of shit. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Which is also a prerequisite to why we actually drink Bang Energies on the show to begin with. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how we could do this. Like, if I tried to podcast without a Bang, I'd be like, Ugh. <laughs> Imagine if we just had like cups of coffee or cups of like green tea. Green tea ain't gonna do it. Yeah. Like we need like that triple espresso, man. Gotta be. Gotta be. Yeah, you're still a coffee guy. I don't drink coffee that much anymore. I, I, I have me about two cups a day. See, the reason is I have to be to work so damn early if I'm mm-hmm. on my day shifts. I don't really want to go through the process of trying to brew coffee. Yeah. And then. Oh, I got a Keurig, man. Well, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I thought about that, but then it's like. You know, I need to get me a thermos and all that other shit. Yeah. And, you know, coffee is harder to drink because it's hot. And I don't like cold coffee. Well, I, I keep my AC up so, like, cold. So And, like, your vehicle? No, in my in my house. Oh, yeah. So, first things first. Like, I usually wake up about 45 minutes before I need to leave so I can have a cup of coffee. And then um, and I'll usually drink that before I even get ready for work. And I'm freezing cold, so that nice nice cup of coffee warms <laughs> me right up. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's not not that bad, but you know, it's I'm I'm a little chilly. A little chilly. I, yeah. I can I can understand that for sure, man. Hell yeah. Well it's episode three twenty-eight this week. Travis Fowler will be joining us again um, for part two. It's always fun talking with him. We got some wrestling talk this week. A lot of wrestling talk, as a matter of fact. We got a little bit of movie talk and uh, some toy talk, man. Oh boy! And we are uh, moving right through Bad Date Bonanza. We're right to the uh, we're cracking that there bang energy. I'm cracking it. What do you got there? Cherry Blade Limonade. Dadgum right, dude. I, I I was talking to someone at work about this because there's a lot of bang bros at work. You know. Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I can't say that without <laughs> laughing. I'll never forget Charlie Shaw. One time we were on Twitter. We used the hashtag Bang Bros, and he's like, um. You know, that's a porn site, right? 
<laughs> like, I think that's why it's funny, man. Come on. We could, we could uh, be called Bang Buds. I don't like that as much. It <laughs> <laughs> might actually be weirder. I'm going to, yeah. I was going to keep that going, but I'm not. Yeah. It's just going to get worse. <laughs> See, this is what happens when you're sleep deprived. Yeah. You haven't had yeah. your energy drink yeah. yet. Um, lemon drop for me, classic. But, you know, I was, I was telling the guys that I work with, I was like, you know, there's a lot of really good flavors that I never get. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like you get in that, that habit where you just you kind of tend to get the same ones over and over. You get your regular. Yeah. Mine is um. now I through this whole quarantine. It's kind of changed up a little bit now. But through this whole quarantine thing, I was only working four days and which that used to be my normal schedule anyway. But um, what I've been doing. So since I didn't want to get out like the days I was off because of the quarantine. Right. I would buy like four sure. at a time. And that way. I would do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and that way I'd have like. Well, that Friday. way you don't have the inconvenience of going back to the right. Store. I'd, I'd have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday yeah. taken care of if if I was wanting to drink two that day, and and so I would usually try to get four different ones, but that's hard to do when you realize that like you know I for me it's like citrus twist, purple haze, candy apple, um, and then um, uh, lemon lemon the, drop lemon drop. What yeah. about cherry blade? Cherry well, cherry blade's the one I try to throw in the rotation. Like yeah. if if those are usually the first four I get, and then then I'll try to like pick other ones. But there's some that I'm just like I just do not want that one. Like a rainbow unicorn. I get that one actually fairly regularly. That one for some reason I don't know why it's that one in particular, but I get really bad heartburn with that one. Really, That's really bad heartburn with that one. So I think candy apple crisp will probably go down as probably one of our favorites. Yeah. That one I have noticed, me personally, oftentimes it's actually sold out. Is it? I'll go to the, the store I go to typically, and they don't have any. Oh, wow. So it's a popular flavor, and it's one of the newest ones, so that kind of sure. makes sense. But, you know, I think for me, like, I usually will, I always try to think, like, okay, what did I just have? Like, I'm, I'm drinking Lemon Drop today, so if I go get another bang later, I'm like, can't have Lemon Drop. i got to have something else. Right. And I've done that, too, where I buy four. Sometimes if I'm buying groceries at Walmart and they have the loose cans... I'll just get one of every flavor. Yeah. But if I do that, that's like really the only time I get sour heads, really the only time I get yeah. blue raz or, or uh, whatever. And I usually try to, if I get some with like, like, cause I'll get every now and then I'll go to Sam's um, and get the 24 pack. Mm -hmm. And is that variety of flavors? It is. But like, it has like, I think it has blue raz and sour heads in there. And I usually try to get, get through those first yeah. <laughs> because, and it's not that they're bad. No, it's just, I like the other flavors better. I think the main ones I never get are cotton candy. Yeah. And I don't ever get birthday cake anymore. Yeah. I, yeah. Not, and I, I rarely get purple haze, which is weird because I do like that one. Especially in the, for some reason in the summertime. My God. <laughs> just hits you right. It huh? just it hits you like a, like a sweet little rainbow. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. Oh, man. But I do love those bang energies. Yeah. Um, it's weird as, you know, obviously in our song that people already heard, you, you actually have the lyric, crack a monster, let's go. Cause that was our, that was our deal. That song is damn near five years old. Wow. Is it really? I'm pretty sure on the, uh, title of the song, it says new intro 2015. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is insane. Yeah. That is crazy. Insane. So yeah, that was before bang existed. Yeah, it we, was. We were bangless well, at least in 2015. If it existed, we didn't know about it. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think VPX existed, but. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I remember seeing bangs at Come and Go mm -hmm. before they like started hitting big, but yeah. I didn't know what they were, so I didn't really like bother. I was yeah. just like, hmm. But yeah, definitely wild. Wild. 
Anyway, what do you say we uh, dive into a little bit of wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, we got a lot of wrestling talk we got to dive into here. Big underscore bait. First of all, NXT still in your gimmick. What the hell? <laughs> NXT? NXT in your house. You know, if if WWE didn't own the rights to that, I would sue their pants off. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, how dare you steal what I stole? (laughs) I stole it first. It's mine. Ah, bastards. I think they should have been doing this all along, man. I love the In Your House name. I do, too. Yeah, and I I, I will say I'm not as big of a fan of the logo. Yeah. Just because, I mean, they did do, kept kept the 90s appeal with the colors. Yeah, yeah. But they made it to where it's not a house anymore. It's, It's literally just a couple lines over the NXT logo. It's weird. I don't know. The in your house name was such a bizarre pay per view name to me at that time. It's the it was the '90s takeover. Yeah, that's I mean, because it's like NXT takeover, whatever you know, yeah, war yeah, games. Yeah, you yeah. Know? but like, I remember just like because you know the WWE of course had the big five, right? Right. It was the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, uh, SummerSlam, King of the Ring, and Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Those are the pay per views. All of a sudden, they launch WWF in your house. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, then that kind of became like in your house, beware of dog, in your house, good good friends, better enemies, uh, and all that stuff. And actually, I'll be honest, and this is something that people haven't probably thought about in a while. I liked when TakeOver had a name. I don't really like the city so much. No. I, it doesn't I, feel special. Right. I like the the concept behind the, the names. Yeah, when they, when they do just cities, that to me holds no weight because, like, I don't care if you're in Chicago right now. Like, it all looks the same on TV. Right. And so I, I or think. Or it's Chicago 3, Chicago 4. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think for them, to, they need to come up with names. Now, it doesn't need to be NXT TakeOver in your house every four right. months. Like, I think if they had like an in your house, if they had a TakeOver, or I mean, a, a War Games, uh, I mean, I, I miss And I the, like that TakeOver War Games is TakeOver War Games. It's right. It's the city. That's nice. Right. I like that. Yeah. But at the same time, why is it in your house? Right. Like, is it because there's no fans? Maybe it, it almost has to be because, like, when I when I decided to call my shows in your house and steal their gimmick, it was because like you're not going to a club. I'm not going to a yeah. club. You're not coming to see me. I'm doing it live while you're watching in your house. Everything WWE does is technically in your house unless right. you're in the stadium. Yeah. And so it's it's weird that they decided to call it in your house this time. But, I mean, I'm not complaining. Love the idea that they brought it back. Next up should be Halloween Havoc. Agreed. I don't know. I don't I don't feel like WCW pay-per-views is something they're going to bring back, which I really wish they would. Yeah. You know, it just – maybe not even Halloween. If they just had a Halloween-themed pay-per-view. Yeah. Hell in a Cell is cool, but they don't make it Halloween-themed. Yeah. You know, even it, I think Hell in a Cell would be a cool Halloween-themed pay-per-view. It if makes they, perfect sense. If they put up the gimmicks, you know. Yeah. I think that'd be great, but they just they never have. So yeah, I'm we're, I'm relying on AEW. I think if anyone does it, they will. Yeah, I mean they may not be able to secure the name Halloween Havoc, but maybe they can get something similar. Yeah, they could call it Halloween Hoedown. I wouldn't recommend to call have, it Halloween have, Hoedown. Have, have the main event be Hangman Page. You know, like he's going to a Hoedown. Ca- cowboy up. You know. <laughs> What country shit? What does he cowboy say? shit? Cowboy shit. I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, yeah. 
Nice work. Really, really sent that one right home. I don't watch AEW, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, NXT in your house should be fun. Um, I Like I said, I wish the city names, like, when they did TakeOver Brooklyn, I like that because yeah. it was the first big one. Mm-hmm. But then it's like TakeOver London, TakeOver Dallas, TakeOver Chicago, TakeOver Brooklyn 2. It's right. like, okay, it just it, be, it becomes less special than, it, like, TakeOver Our Evolution or whatever. And to be fair, that name makes sense because they are taking over that town, you mm-hmm. know, bring, go, going there. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you. It, I, as a fan who watches it at home on my couch, do not care what city they're in. Right. Uh, Money in the Bank was this past weekend, yeah. and uh, we saw the, the big... Um, Cinematic Money in the Bank ladder matches, which yes. were interesting. Uh, what did you think of those, man? I I thought it was fun. I, I it w- it was my least favorite of the cinematic matches, but yeah. I had a good time watching it. I love the fact that Oscar won. Uh, I feel completely indifferent about Otis winning. Yeah, but um, such mean, a weird way to win. Too. It's it it is. Um, I feel like you know I I feel like that was a weird weird call. Because you know Otis isn't going to be universal champion. He's not beating Braun Strowman. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's uh, it's it's weird that they chose him of all people. But, you know, we did get to see Rey Mysterio and Aleister Black die. You yeah. Know? And what's funny is I, I was like, I wonder if someone's going to get thrown off the roof. Yeah. And you're like, no way. Yeah. We were, we were both right about yeah. things with money in the bank. So. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Like watching it, I, I wasn't, I felt like they could have done a lot more. Yeah. Like it could have been more of a... Uh, to me, like if if you start at the ground floor and have to work your way up to the roof mm-hmm. to get into a ring to climb a ladder, then I feel like it's almost got to be. It's more of a game than a match. Yeah, and I I don't know. I felt like there was a lot of elements that they didn't do. I felt like all the guys stayed together a lot. Yep. And I was like, man, they could separate more and do different things. Well, I think there should have been more trying to get away instead yeah. of just fighting. I think there should have been more of that. I mean, I get that you have to have those moments where you're fighting, but it should have been like fighting in defense mode, not yeah. like trying to attack somebody. Like an Elias shows up randomly. Right. What the hell was that? Right. Know? But I, the biggest thing, well, there's two big things I'm disappointed in. One, that doink, whatever the hell that was about. Was that the boogeyman dressed as doink? No, it was a white dude. Okay, I don't as, know. As doink. I don't know what the hell that was about. I don't know if they just found some random intern at the last second and painted his face or what, but... Weird. Uh, and then the second thing was when they went into Vince's office, they didn't do anything <laughs> except back away. That did more damage in that match than anything else because you take two of the more over guys yeah, and you basically made them scared to death of Vince. Right. What was Austin? Was right. he ever scared of Vince? Right. Absolutely not. Right. That did so much damage. I feel, I feel like my interest in the match completely dropped when I saw that. Yeah. Now... I, I can I can get that you walk into the guy who signs your paychecks and you don't want to destroy his crap. But I think what if they're going for a weird comedy spot like that, they should have done like a do you remember in the office when Michael and Dwight went over to accounting and destroyed the whole area? Yeah. But like Dwight Right on accounting. <laughs> but, but but Dwight like just grabbed a pencil from Angela's desk and just threw it. (laughs) I think that's what they should have done. Just something so small that could easily be fixed, but just to be like, and just run out of the room. Yeah. Like, and I think it would have been funny if you caught people doing like, I thought brother love taking a piss was pretty fun. Mm -hmm. And then like he washes his hands, which is kind of a fun callback to everything that's happening, you know? Right. Right. Like that's funny. Lauren, I showing up in the cafeteria was 
super weird. Yep. Um, I think it was supposed to be weird, but yeah. like there, there's some stuff that they could have done that would have been like, ah, that's kind of funny. The uh, the obvious Stephanie McMahon at home camera view. Oh god, that I, was the worst. I, I would I would I would have cut that completely. Yeah, they should have just cut that out. Um, that was that was bad. But I mean, in the whole thing with with Dana, I felt like that scene just was bad anyway because it's like you know it's on the roof, right? Like <coughs> that was the whole thing to begin with. You have to go to the roof to get the money in the bank briefcase. Why would you just find one in some <coughs> random room? Right. So just kind of bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it was what it was. I wasn't totally disappointed with it, but yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I just think it was just kind of less than. Like I would have been upset if I paid money for that. You know? Sure. Yeah. And I had, I had heard that they're going to start running shorter times on the pay per views, which personally I think that that's a smart move. I, I think so. I think I think even if they just dropped it down a half hour, that would make it move a lot quicker. Like if it was two and a half hours. It was about that. I think. Was it? Yeah. It was like yeah. two twenty three. I yeah. think. Yeah. So I think that's perfect. Yeah. And it, it didn't it didn't go too long. You know. You're just right. like, okay. I can watch this. That's fine. Yeah. Um, Becky Lynch announces on Monday Night Raw she is indeed pregnant. That's kind of yeah. a, a shocker, I think, for a lot of people. Um, so good for her, though, you know? Yeah, good for her. Good for Seth. Uh, I did think it was kind of funny. and I know this is a completely different story, and it's unrelated, but the way they had Seth just completely disheveled the yeah. rest of the night because of the story going on. Thought that was just perfect timing. It was pretty funny, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, congratulations to both of them. I think that's great. Yeah, for sure. I, I guess Becky hadn't had a match since WrestleMania, which I hadn't noticed. Okay. So I'm wondering if maybe like they had kind of thought like uh, maybe she's you know and yeah wanted to get all the tests to make sure and everything. Well, and I, I know, I mean, obviously I don't know this for sure, but I from what I understand, people like to wait, you know, a good two or three months before they announce to everybody sure. just to make sure everything's good. Sure. So. Yeah, you don't want to get your hope. Uh, not really your hopes up, but you don't want to put it out there and then something happens. Then yeah. have to retract everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some Sting AEW rumors. We're gonna get into it a little bit more in the toy talk, but he was recently pulled from an action figure line. People didn't know why, and they said, "Well, we no longer have the rights to make Sting." Yeah. <clears throat> According to Mattel. Upon that announcement, Cody uh, Rhodes drops a gift of him, kind of cupping his ear. Yeah. So that kind of got people talking that Sting might show up in AEW. Personally, I don't see that happening, but you never know. You, you know, I never would have thought to see Jake the Snake show up. Or Arn either. Anderson. Arn Anderson. I mean, well, you know, I can kind of see Arn Anderson. But, you know, I mean. I, but I didn't I think, see him leaving WWE at the time. No, no. Um, but I think, he, I think he definitely fits in the AEW Absolutely. Arena. I love him as a manager. And, and I, think, I think Sting fits in the AEW side, too. Because he's always kind of been the anti WWE, you know, and and so I, I'd love to see him there. Although we I, we just know that he shouldn't be wrestling. Yeah. So well, I don't. If he goes, then I don't really necessarily need to see him wrestle. No. But if they could find something for him, it, he's such a character. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what else he would do. Right. And that's part. He of can't really be a manager. <clears throat> right. You know. So that's yeah, weird. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. But anyway, let's take a break and uh, dive into some movie talk. Let's do it. This is Breaker and Beta at the movies. Oh, this is Breaker and Beta at the movies. Oh, this is Breaker and Beta at the movies. Oh, this is Breaker and Beta at the movies. Oh, all right, fellas, go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? 
All right, well, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, I just saw some news recently that National Treasure, they are moving forward with a third film. Yeah, I've never seen the first or second one. <laughs> really? That's they're good movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've I've never watched any of them. I mean, that's the Nicolas Cage franchise, right? Yeah, uh, there was rumor of a third one years ago, uh, but it never materialized, and then his life kind of fell apart there for a little bit. I guess he's kind of getting it back on, you know, yeah, back on a level ground, which is good for him. Uh, but I guess there's talk of a third one. But interestingly enough. Disney wants to make a National Treasure television series for Disney Plus. Okay, I was like, well, that would be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about these movies. I mean, uh, but I mean, yeah, that'd be totally cool. Basically, the premise is his family has, for generations, known about this long lost treasure, mm -hmm. and there's clues throughout American history, like the. Uh, you know, the Liberty Bell, even the $100 bill, the $1 bill. Okay. All this stuff. There's and like the the Declaration of Independence. And there's all these different things that he has to try to figure out. Of course, like one of them is like there's a map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Well, they don't just hand that to people. Right. So he's got to actually steal it. And so it's got a little bit of like the fun heist movie. It's a really fun like family type action adventure. Yeah. And I think, I think, I think they're fun. I mean, I, I could see people... Maybe not liking them, but for what they are, they're fun movies. Yeah. So I think if they did a, a series on it, it would be it would be a pretty fun thing. Sure. Because there's a lot, of, a lot of cool stuff that they could do. So we shall see if that happens down the road. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's, uh, let's dive into a little bit of toy talk here. Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. Legends. WWE Legends Series 7. Now, this is kind of interesting because they haven't, Mattel hasn't done a Legends exclusive line in years. So they yeah. announced these back at Comic Con and everyone was just super, super ecstatic for them. They're going to be exclusive to Target. I was initially slated to have four guys in the line. And, um,. As we talked about earlier, Sting no longer available. That was kind of a fun Sting, man. Like an early, early days of the Crow character. Yeah, that was like one of the first, really, really the first iteration of the Crow Sting. Yeah, it came. It's it also was supposed to come with the the trench coat and the baseball bat. Yeah, which is which is fun. And also in the line were uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine, and as you can you can kind of see at the bottom of the image there that I sent you, he's got the Heartbreaker. Um, Shin guard on, which, yeah. was, which was a fun little thing he added in the 90s. And it also comes with a soft, good ro uh, soft goods robe. That being said, and then, of course, there's a chase figure of him in yellow. So not a huge difference. But, dude, I'm not a huge fan of that robe. He always had the real sparkly robes like Ric Flair. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like that's a kind of a kind of a crappy one. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not that fancy for sure. But it is cool to have a... Greg Valentine Mattel figure. I think it's his first one, if I remember right. Is it? I believe so. Uh, then up, up next, we have Razor Ramon. He's in kind of his multicolored vest and in the blue gear, which is probably my favorite figure of the set. I'm a huge Razor fan, and I think that figure's awesome. Yeah. And then finally, this one's a fun one, Bobby Heenan in the weasel suit. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a really good-looking Bobby Heenan figure. They did pretty good on that. And then underneath, he's got the Andre the Giant-style singlet, so you kind of get a two-for-one awesome. there. Um 
But of course, Sting's not happening, so the other three figures are up for pre-order. I think you can pre-order them through Target if it's available, or try your luck in stores. Um, what do you think of this set, though? All in all, man, I think the uh, I, I think I'm kind of with you that Razor's my favorite. I feel like they've done a ton of Razors though. Um, they actually haven't. No, this is the third Elite that they made of him. Okay. Uh, they did the defining moments in the purple. Okay. And then they did that uh, elite flashback, but he was in like the vignette gear. Okay. And they've done a few Scott Halls, but not many razors. Okay. Maybe that's why I'm. They've I'm done thinking. a few razor basics, though. Uh, okay. Maybe, that, maybe that's what I'm thinking of is because they're, I'm also thinking of Scott Halls. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that Sting would have been a great figure. It sucks that it's not there. I love that Bobby Heenan. Um, Greg Valentine, I mean, it looks good, but. You know, it's I'm, it's also Greg Valentine, right? I, I mean, mean, I think it's cool for people who want a Greg because there probably isn't going to be many of these, if any. This might be the only one. Yeah, but um, but a fun fun way to get him on the line. Uh, honestly, the the one I would really clamor to try to pick up if I saw was a Razor in this set. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably the same way. The Bobby Heenan is fun though. Actually, Jax made a uh, a very like one of one hundred exclusive Bobby Heenan in the weasel suit. That's worth a ton of money. So a lot of people were probably not ever able to get their hands on that. At least they can get this one now, hopefully. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool stuff. Absolutely. Anyway, what do you say we dive into our uh, our next segment, which is uh, we're going to basically round out the first round of Bad Date Bonanza. Let's do it. All right. So Bad Date Bonanza, of course, we had the poll up. It was Dustin Diamond. Versus Takashi six nine. I knew nothing about him. You showed me a picture last week. Yeah, which was, uh, which was something. Which oddly enough, afterwards I found out that he's actually out of prison now. Oh well, good for him. And he just came out with a new like album. Like this literally just happened, for, to my knowledge, within the week. Wow. Like, yeah. he must have known we were talking about him. Must have. He's like, I'm breaking out of this bitch. <laughs> me and my rainbow hair. Oh lord. But uh, yeah, Takashi Six Nine. I knew nothing about him, but based on just simply on appearances, I felt like he was certainly the worst choice. Yeah. And uh, the audience agreed. He won seventy six percent to twenty four percent. He'll win this whole tournament. You think so? Oh, yeah. bold prediction, huh? Yeah. So that means he moves into the semifinals to face the winner of this. Next. Uh, okay. I don't think I were. I think we're fine. Okay. I just I couldn't hear for a second. Yeah. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, I think I bumped something. So this goes into our next match here, which will be Nicolas Cage, speaking of National Treasure, versus Fred Durst. Yeah. To me, this is a layup. It's Fred Durst. He's absolutely the worst. Yeah, it's got to be Fred. Right? I mean, come on. It's got to be. I mean, I'm not saying Nicolas Cage is a prize, but I feel like potentially he could earn money back. Nicolas Cage at... You know, at least, you know, he's... He made some good movies. He he made some good money. You know, you can get some of that Nicolas Cage money. Well, I mean, he went broke. Know. Dude, he's still getting royalties. You act like he ain't getting... He's got more money than you. I know he has more money. Both. Oh, absolutely. While he's broke. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd I, I, I 100% pick him over Fred Durst. Fred Durst is... Can't even afford a new baseball cap. He's had the same damn one <laughs> since 1998. <laughs> he was a playable character on like SmackDown 3. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? <laughs> um, uh, Nicolas Cage, oddly enough, fun fact, almost, almost got the role of Randy the Ram and the wrestler. Oh, boy. 
In fact, it was so close that he was actually at some Ring of Honor shows during research. Really? Yeah. That would have been really bad. But I guess they he was not quite... Like, they didn't think he could get a physique that would resemble what they were looking for, yeah. which is like that 80s jacked-up wrestler. Yeah. Which Mickey Rourke had that for sure. Yeah. But you know what's funny about... I loved Mickey Rourke in that, that movie. I haven't liked him in a movie since. <laughs> yeah. Well, what has he really done? I mean, he, he did... He was in he a did, Spider-Man, if I remember right. He was in Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah. Iron Man 2. Yeah. Hated him in that movie. The, is the accent or what? I don't, I don't know what it was. Just I was like, this is bad. Yeah. This is not good. Well, Iron Man 1 was so good. Yeah. Like Iron Man 2, I remember not hating it. Yeah. But at, like, I think with Marvel, when you actually watch them, like all, or go back and watch them, you're like, wow, that one's not very good. Right. And the spectrum of like a series, it's okay. But right. as an individual movie, you're like, yeah, that one's not that great. Yeah. Iron Man 3, a lot of people don't like that one either. Yeah. I haven't watched that in a while, so it's I hard for me to say. I can't remember what all went down on that. I think I, I think I remember liking it, but I can't remember what that movie was about. Yeah, but yeah, I, I haven't really liked Mickey Rourke since uh, the Wrestler. But he hasn't. I don't think he's done a ton, though. He hasn't done a lot. He nope. was in the first Expendables. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Iron Man mm-hmm. and a few other things, but nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, but it was. I mean, the role that almost got him an Oscar. So yeah, there you go. So anyway, uh, go to our Twitter account. BBPH918 and vote Fred Durst, Nicholas Cage. I think Fred Durst all the way. I, I think Fred Durst might give Takeshi 69 some, uh, you know, run for his money. <laughs> Fred Durst is the 1990s Takashi 69. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah it, uh... Charlie Shaw, that sicko, <laughs> he put together quite a tournament, didn't he? he? His mind is as evil as his food is tasty. <laughs> Uh, gotta love it. So uh, check it out. Bad Date Bonanza, BBPH918. Go vote and let people know. And remember, when we get to our finals, you could possibly win a t-shirt. Yeah. So anyway, what do you say we take a break? We get Travis Fowler back on the show. Then we'll be back to close it up. Boom. It's time for the interview segment on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. All right, we are back here on Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I'm with my buddy Travis Fowler. And Travis, last week, man, we spent a lot of time kind of talking about the world and society now uh, dealing with uh, the coronavirus and everything like that. Hopefully, by the time this drops, this was not even a thing anymore. And people will be like, wow, that, that, that was stupid to talk about, I hope. But but uh, as of now, that's not the case. Yeah. Um, but we, we kind of wrapped up last week. Uh, I wanted to kind of dive into uh, – figure collecting and things of that of that nature and you know you kind of talked about the jacks um mattel cross or not crossover but the the transfer of of licenses there and that was kind of the the tipping point for you to stop collecting uh for me it was a little bit different i got really into um deluxe classics and deluxe aggression wwe uh, jacks figures and i moved to missouri to start wrestling training and when that happened, I just really didn't have the funds to do it. You know, I just didn't really have right. the money to continue to collecting. And I remember very specifically, I had a notebook. And what I would do is anytime a new deluxe figure came out that I wanted, I'd write it down in that notebook, right? You know, and like, okay, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy, I want this guy. And then all of a sudden, that notebook's like filling up like a page and a half. And I'm like, this isn't going to happen. You know, like, it's just, I'm not making any money. Everything I, I am making is going to tuition and, you know, I'm living on my own now. I have an apartment. It was a cheap apartment, granted, but 
you know, I'm paying my own bills. And like I always tell people, it's like, you don't realize how valuable money is until you go to Walmart and buy a basket full of crap you really don't want, like trash bags and <laughs> shampoo and laundry detergent and spend 50 bucks. But it happens. Right. And that's that's adulting, as we know. And so it's it's a tough situation. But um, that was probably 08, roughly, 07, 08. So I was kind of at the end of the Mattel line, much like you, or not the Mattel line, I'm sorry, the Jax line, but much like you. I still followed it. I still looked at it. I still checked out the figures when I when I could, and but was kind of like telling myself I'm done. I don't I don't need to collect anymore, and um, I was just I was just, it was a thing of the past, kind of like you said and and stuff like that. So you you talked about looking at the Mattel last week, the Mattel Defining Moments Bret Hart, which is an amazing figure, um, and you hadn't you hadn't pulled the trigger yet. So that so Mattel had been going for a little bit there, and you still hadn't pulled the trigger. What was what led to you actually being like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger and I'm going to start collecting these again? Because once you start, man, as you know, it's a slippery slope. You're either all in or completely out, and there's no in-between, I don't think. There were two figures, and I'm ashamed of one, um, and you'll, you'll know why. And I don't remember which one came out first. So um, the two figures were the Elite... CM Punk, where he had the, uh, it was in his Money in the Bank attire, the black trunks with the white and blue and red stars with the go-to-sleep white cloth shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was a night from the, the Money in the Bank when he won the title. And then the other one, and I'm sorry, Jeff and Scott, uh, was the Zack Ryder Elite that came with the Internet Championship belt. Um because I saw that at Walmart, I used to work at Verizon Wireless, and across the street was a Walmart. And I went over there and I saw the Internet Championship. I was like, "Holy crap!" Like they actually made like a belt that wasn't a real, like it wasn't the Intercontinental, it wasn't the heavyweight. And I was like, "You know what? Like I know enough about toys that." this belt is never going to be released with another figure because it's his belt. Right. It's, and, it's like the million dollar title, except that would never even appeared on television. Right. So it was one of those two. And they both were like within an elite, like within two to three series of each other. I don't remember exactly, but uh, those were the two that, you know, and they, it was just a one-off here, a one-off there. Like it wasn't, you know, at that point, I didn't go back and you know buy the entire line because I really didn't care about Ted DiBiase Jr. or Ryback or anything like that. But like you know, the stuff that you know, I remember watching Money in the Bank when Punk left, and I just remember going, "Oh my God!" Like it, it just that figure personifies the pipe bomb promo and Money in the Bank and uh, you know, Hi Colt Cabana. I'm going to Ring of Honor. I'm going to New Japan. Like. It's like you know what? I want a figure of that summer of punk. So, and then you know the the individualism of the uh, internet championship. Well, that's interesting, man. So when you when you started collecting again, um, one off here, one off there. What what led you to full on be like, okay, I want to I want to get into these. And were any other toy lines kind of were you looking at? You know, because I know for me there was a period there where. I wasn't really collecting WWE stuff. It was just like it wasn't interesting to me, but then I saw a wave of Marvel Legends 
and I, you know, I, like like you mentioned last week, the uh, the Toy Biz line was incredible. Came with a comic book, which me and you probably thought that was the coolest thing ever. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and just great figures, awesome packaging, the whole nine yards, great stuff. Then Hasbro took it over, and initially it wasn't that great, but then they kind of retooled it and got that new packaging like they have now, and it's it's a lot cooler. They're putting out some really cool lines, and I started looking at like some of the Iron Man figures, and I saw a Hulk figure from Age of Ultron, and I was just like, holy crap, these are amazing. But it still was like, hmm, like how, how much do I pull the trigger here, you know? Because yeah. figures are more expensive now, too, than they were back in the day. Oh yeah, they're twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, depending on if you go to Walmart or GameStop or, or anything like that. Um, the thing that got me back into wrestling figures and going back was Jeff and Scott. Uh, I remember mowing the grass, you know, the power mowing hour a couple years ago. Uh, I found you both uh, when I would mow my grass on Sundays and. Hearing them talk about it, which made me then, you know, Google it. I'm like, oh, wow, that, you know, those demolition figures were really good. So I would go back and buy, you know, I, I went back and bought demolition or, you know, looking at some of the Legends figures, the defining moment Macho Man, uh, the WrestleMania three Macho Man had just came out right. and the network spotlight daily. Um, but then for Marvel Legends, it's right when they started uh, d- when they split the lines out, like we had talked about last week, like, like they the had Spider-Man that Spider-Man line and the, the X-Men line and so on. Exactly. Like that first Spider-Man line had uh, the pizza Spider-Man. Like if anybody collects Marvel legends, they know exactly what Spider-Man I am. Like yep. there was the, the pizza Spider-Man and uh, all of the lines, you know, all the, the figures in that line, because at that point, like, I'm a huge, huge Spider-Man fan, but now that there was a line dedicated to it to where, like, I could get a Spider-Man and a couple villains, and, you know, then they started bringing in some of the newer comic characters like Silk, and uh, they, like, they did the, the first Build-A-Figure was the Ben Ulrich Hobgoblin, who had only been in the comics at that point, you know, maybe two, three times, so I was like, holy crap, like, that's a quick figure to get. So, like... That got me back into to Marvel Legends. Um, also, you know, having a little bit more uh, disposable income makes it a little bit easier to buy more than, you know, one to two figures well, at a time. And as you know, especially nowadays, they put out a new stock of figures. They're not staying on the pegs long. So, no, it's kind of it. That's where it becomes a slippery slope, I, I think, because. If you see a figure you want that you know is going to be like a popular figure, you pretty much have to buy it right then and there. And sometimes that's not the smart decision, you know. And, and that leads me to this question: hiding figures. Uh, me and you have talked oh, about absolutely, this and uh, you know different hiding spots that we found and, and stuff like that. Because I know, um, so the first figure line that I got back into where I was like, okay, I'm buying every figure. I don't care if it looks bad. I don't care who it is. I'm buying every figure. Was the uh, a retro line. Yes. And I remember series one hit, but it was only like the first four. It wasn't warrior or taker. And so I was right. all over the place trying to find warrior and taker, trying to find them. And it was just impossible to find them. Well, then eventually um, I did find them. It took a while, but I did. And then um, 
Then they stopped Roman and KO, wasn't it? What's that now? Then they stopped sending out Roman and Kevin Owens, wasn't it? Like it was something like that. Warrior yeah. and Taker came out, but then Roman stopped, and then now now Roman's like a hundred dollar figure, which is odd. Which is crazy because Bain, Bain still has that mint on card. Hey man, he should he should sell that because if you can get a hundred dollars for a Roman Reigns figure, yeah, do it, do it because he's not worth the plastic that he's made on. I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so anyway, like series two, I never saw ever. Uh, one time, Bane hit me up randomly, like, dude, I found a series two rock at this random Target or Walmart or wherever it was. I was like, dude, I'll pay you back. Got me the rock, so I'm like, okay, I got the first one. And then um, I had I happened to find a random Stone Cold at a random Walmart, so I had him. But I'm still missing the other four. And a buddy of mine, Aaron Anders. Um, good friend of the show he happened to find a mankind and you want this I guess I do and so he's so he's like I'll bring it at the next show I said yeah perfect and then um by happenstance my local Walmart the Walmart closest to my house happened to have um all six figures out one of each of course I I know I have or will have all but Sting Kane and Triple H so I I'm thinking about you know my is, this is my previous job and I'm I'm not making nearly the money that I'm now so it was bills were tight man I mean like as far as like spending money was really really tight I had to really be careful and so I hid Triple H and Kane and bought Sting and went back when I got paid again and bought both of them but uh, but yeah hiding figures is definitely something you got to do sometimes absolutely I mean you and I had talked about it as recently. Gosh, during Christmas, yeah. I remember messaging back and forth with uh, Silver Samurai and Storm. I think those, yeah, like, and uh, Nightcrawler and stuff like that. Oh, you do what you got to do, yeah. and you know, hiding. You know, what was that? Did you hear that? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, there's something wrong. I, 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 you kept cutting out for a second. Oh, are you there? Yeah, I'm here now. Can you hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. I just heard a bump, bump like it beeped twice. And huh, weird. Gotta love Skype, right? <laughs> but it is uh, Bill Venus. Yeah. Oh my God! Don't say that. He's gonna look through my window again. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, you know, as you're saying, like it's that thing of not having the money and hiding figures. Um, and, and I was telling Jeff and Scott, I you know I've actually hid figures kind of in the camping section before. Like they had like these portable grills. I'm like. Off season, no one's buying these. They're not moving. So, oh I, yeah, I actually found a pretty good spot where I would, I, I could throw a figure or two back there, and uh, you know they'd stay for a while. You know, I mean, so, sometimes they'll get they'll get found and they'll get moved, but you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. So, if anyone out there is like, man, I want to buy all this way, but I can only buy one today, hiding figures is not the worst thing ever. So, yeah, I, I wish Walmart I, did, still did like layaway or something like that because. Um, I think that would be a, a, a cool thing. But yeah, man, buying like a whole wave. I mean, what are you looking at? 130 bucks, 140 bucks probably for, for six figures. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. And well, and it's, you know, I've got there, there are times where, you know, I've got Gavin and Gracie and they're like, you've got to get milk and you've got to get diapers and you've got to get formula, which are more important than action figures and payday. It's Monday and you go in to get a gallon of milk and you're like, well, of course they've got, you know, they put this line of figures out that I've been wanting. So you, and payday isn't until Thursday or Friday. So right. you go hide it, and, you know, 
I, I'm known to hide mine behind uh, comforters. Oh, that's a, uh, that's at a very good back because uh, you know not a lot of people are buying comforters. Um, you know the, the home goods section. So comforters, blankets. Uh, I've hit them behind towels. Uh, I have done the the sporting goods camping section as well because that's normally what's right next to the toy department. So yeah, and you know. not super fast moving. I, one time I was. I had a figure, and I was just walking through Walmart trying to find the best spot, and I found a uh, toolbox, and I was like, it was like one, it was like a, a tool chest really, and I had the drawers, and I set the figure in there and closed it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder, you know, because but same time, if somebody's looking at a toolbox, that's the first thing you're going to do is open that, so. Right. I was like, I don't know. So I'm always, you know, I would like to, you know, if you're a toy collector of some type, hit us up. Let us know what you think. If there's a good spot. Where are you hiding you know, your if, toys? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you hiding uh, your toys? Oil in, in the, the, the car auto section because not a lot of people actually go buy like quarts of oil. So, like, if they're small enough, it'll hide behind the, the plastic jugs of uh, oil as well. So, yeah. No, I, I feel like I'm, you know, a magician revealing all of my <laughs> all my, your, my tricks right now. All your tricks, yeah. And you told everybody where you live. So. <laughs> oh, crap. Everyone's gonna like. Hmm. Are there really no figures, or has Travis Fowler already been here? Right. Yeah. Let's go look behind the comforters. There's gonna be a mess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But but that you know that's the thing is like with with uh, figure collecting or anything like this. Um, you know, I, and I've and I've talked to other people about it. You know, as far as what you spend your money on and what's smart or what's not. I mean, I don't. I, I look at figure collecting like everybody's got their thing, right? I know a lot of people that spend a lot of money gambling. You know, and I feel like, well, at least figure collecting. And, and this is something I would tell anybody. At the end of the day, I can probably almost always get out of a figure what I spent. You know, so absolutely. So I don't. I've never felt like they're that that rough of a uh, of an investment and there's a lot that I have that I know I could get more than cash value so uh, you know there's been a time where uh, when I when I had my previous job and I wasn't making money and I had a pretty good elite collection and I sold pretty much all of them on eBay and um, so I sold some good ones and I made some good money and they were all loose but it was that thing of I need cash and I don't know what else to do I don't really need these, and so I sold them. And I don't really regret it because it is what it is. But that's one of the, one of those it, things where I'm like, if I if I took a twenty dollar figure and I sold it for forty five, I can't really be that upset about that. Exactly. And the the thing is, for every person, you know, it's funny. Like you said, you were getting out of the elites at the time. I was probably getting into the elites. So there's always somebody leaving the game. The game. Listen to me. Like there's always someone <laughs> leaving the hobby. And getting into the hobby at the same time to where someone has hit that point of like, all right, I'm done. Right. I, you know, I'm just going to sell these. And then someone's going to be like, oh, crap. Like, I need to pick up this figure, this figure. And it, it's just a, a never-ending cycle. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, where, are you, where are you at nowadays with figures? What's, what are you into these days? Uh, I am currently collecting... The Power Rangers Lightning Collection, but just the Mighty Morphin. Those are fun. And, and um, I like that they're not putting too many of those per wave. What is it like? No more than two that I've seen, so they're pretty easy to collect. Yeah, and the only thing that's crazy about them, you and I have talked about this, it's like you'll go four to six months and never find them, but then all of a sudden the market is flooded. Yes. So 
And it, you know, another story, the Lord Draken figure, I know I picked it up for you, but mm-hmm. I found it at GameStop, which was $25 instead of $20 at Walmart. But Cause they, but probably because they knew it was going to be worth some, so they're going to price gouge a little. Right. So, but the want and demand of the figure, I was like, hey, I found it. Do you want to pick it up? And I go, absolutely. So it's just like, you know, the game. It's all about the game and how you play it. Breaker, like. <laughs> as it were from the triple h band right <laughs> right yeah but but, um, but that's the thing is like i know at one point my buddy aaron anders was really wanting a uh, beast figure from that x-men line with gambit yep and he's like dude if you see beast pick him up i'm like got it at that point i had already bought it for myself and i had seen it before so i'm like this won't be hard and i'm going in walmart's seeing the whole line no beast the whole line no beast I'm like, dude, I'm not seeing it. I'm talking to the lady at GameStop. She's like, there's not a GameStop in the state that has it. And I was like, what? Is it that hard wow. to find? She's like, it's very hard to find. And I'm like, that is crazy. Well, anyway, he ended up finding one. And after he found one, I saw it at Walmart at least four more times. And I'm hey. just like, huh. And you know, part of me thinks like, well, if I buy this, this might be worth money later. But at the same time, I'm like... Yeah, but do I really want to buy extra stuff that I don't want to collect myself? Like, I have a hard time buying stuff that I don't want. I only want to buy right. stuff that I actually want. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not out there collecting stuff that might be valuable because th- that's the thing about the toy game is you never really know. I mean, some stuff exactly. you know for sure, but other stuff you don't. You just don't know. No, I agree. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where, like, what I with what I am collecting now, um, like, I'm doing Spider-Man, uh, just basic villains and different Spider-Man costumes for like the Spider-Verse. Um, not a dime is really going towards Mattel uh, for WWE, and it's not that I. I may pick up a couple here and there. Like I kind of want to see Greg Valentine, and I kind of want to see Rick Rude, and. I'd like to see how the fiend looks, but that new like, I really don't looks really cool too. Actually, I just don't like it because there's already been a purple, there's already been a yellow. Like it's just yeah. a, to uh, see, but I don't have but, a razor Ramon elite. That's where I'm kind of like, hmm, I kind of need to get that. Gotcha. Um, but I'm all in, no pun intended, for like all of the other uh, wrestling figures right now. Um, I have a buddy. Here's a, a cheap plug. Uh, his name's Aaron. He runs Roma Collectibles. But um, I'm getting like the all of the AEW figures because I like them. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm getting those look fantastic. Um, and like I'm not getting, to cut you off, but like I'm so excited now to think. Oh, they're gonna get to do a broken mat. Oh, they're gonna do a Brody Lee. Oh, they're gonna do. I uh, hopefully. Like with them using these managers, I would love to see a Cody, Arn Anderson two pack, uh, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard two pack, Archer and Jake. Oh, Roberts I think it would be great, especially oh, yeah. with Jeremy Padauer, Padawar, however you say. It. Like the the mind behind uh, the classics line, right? Exactly. Like, I I really have high hopes for this entire line, and um, you know it's. I, I was talking to Aaron about this. Um, what I would like to do, and, you know, this is a, anybody that hears this can, you know, a couple years from now check back in on me. But um, 
I want to get all of the the AEW line, but I want to get them signed. Like have because all of the wrestlers are here and they're alive. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is a line where you could get every figure signed. And That's true, yeah, because there's no legends it, yet. Right, and it's not like these guys are Stone Cold or The Rock or like because you can't get a Rock figure signed or you know Stone Cold's doing stuff now. Like all of oh, may I lost you again. You still there? The Wrestle Cons at a local. You there again? Yeah, sorry. I think the Skype's kind of we're getting some interference there. I can hear you good now though. Okay. okay. Um. They're fairly accessible, and I want to, you know, possibly get, you know, uh, the Young Bucks to sign their two-pack or their individual. Like, yeah. I think it, it's obtainable. and Absolutely. Um, you know, I, that's that's what I'd like to do with that. Um, I don't know if I've won Bane's $50 bet yet, but uh, I'm going to. Oh, snap. Send it out there. I love it. <laughs> Um, well, uh, one more toy line I got to ask you about too, though. The AEW line, I agree, looks amazing. What are, what are your thoughts on the uh, Masters of the WWE Universe? Love them. I have uh, all of Series One and all of Series Two that are out. Um, I think they're amazing. You and I have talked about it. Um, the the sculpts are great. The figures themselves are great. The 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 playability is great. Like, I love this line. And, like, I love seeing the customs. Like, Jason Wolf made, like, has inspired me to make my own Legion of Doom because right. of, like, he popped the Jack's heads on, um, like, Finn Balor arms because they're red and black with sting pants and, like, just a regular chest. And I was like, holy crap, that looks like the Legion of Doom. Like, and I just think that, like, being able to switch that stuff out, um, as well as just how good the figures are. Like, you know, I talked to Jeff and Scott and you, like, that Macho Man that's, like, battle armor with man-at-arms is the Hasbro Macho Man just without yellow knee pads. Yeah. And it's, like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm all in another you know, pun intended again, but like when I see them, they're 15 bucks. So I'm not even spending 20. I'm getting a figure that I like and, and, and a mini comic too. Right. So and, I'm in and on I that. Think, and then when the masters comes out, I'm going to do those because they're going to be the same price. Well, and so, that's one thing I thought would be so cool as a collector. Like how cool would that be to have macho man wrestle Skeletor or have He-Man wrestle, you know, um, Roman Reigns. Like, there's so many, like, dream matches and fantasy things you can do as a young kid. Like, that. that's what's the appeal of the toy line to me. Because I'm like, man, as a kid, I would have been all over this. But I, I was always, I've, I don't know if you're this way, but as a kid, I couldn't put my He-Man figures or my Ninja Turtles with my wrestlers because they weren't the same. It's like everything had to be separate. And... Oh, absolutely. You never cross the streams like they say in Ghostbusters. Like, <laughs> Right. So the fact that these are all the same scale and essentially the same figure makes it really, really cool. And I, I really think Mattel, what a lot of people may not know, is I know a lot of people were kind of sour initially because they thought this was replacing the retro line. But I think really what it was is Mattel was hoping Masters of the Universe would be a success. WWE is probably one of their biggest toy lines to date. So they put WWE in it. And then next thing you know... 
they put a He-Man figure next to it. It's like, oh, that's cool. I can get all of them. And to me, it's not really a shock that the WWE went to the market first. I think that was smart. And, you know, I think Series 3, I think, will probably be hitting the shelves before too long. I just think it's awesome. I, I hope they continue. Oh, I do, too. I'm, you know, I open them up and I put them on display and it's they're they're great I got my son a set of series one in his own ring to at Christmas yeah, uh, we I, both I did the same with my nephew I remember we would uh, you know text back and forth of hey get it now Walmart's got a couple of them on right like order them now at Walmart and then have them delivered so we both were you know looking out for him but I I love them and I love that you know that they keep going and that there's going to be, you know, at least two, three more series to, to come out. Definitely. One more, one more quick thing I got to touch on as far as toy wise, uh, the Tiger Electronics announced a while back they're making a return with some of these LCD games. Uh, we saw four that I guess are going to be technically Wave One: The Little Mermaid, Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, Transformers, and X Men. Um, I immediately was just like, whoa! Welcome back to the '90s because I love those games. Um, I had I didn't have a bunch, but I had a few, and I just thought as a kid those were so much fun. And I don't know what these will be like, like if I am relying on my memories, which are happy memories of it. But it, maybe it's not that good. I don't know. But I'm super excited for these to make a comeback. I think this is a really cool thing. I absolutely am as well. Uh, this is where you and I. I was going to ask you because you said you had the Batman one, correct? No, that was Bane that had the Batman one. Bane had Batman. Okay, I and had actually. The Batman he still one has well. that. Uh, that was my first one, the Batman movie one with Michael Keaton on the left hand side and Joker on the right, and that was my very very first one. So, like, I've actually been looking at eBay trying to find one that is in decent shape because I want to. It's like we uh. I played those uh, in church and at school, and you know we've talked about you know you know swapping video games, your Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games. Uh, I had a couple of my friends that that had different ones, and like we traded Tiger Electronic games. Like I let my buddy you know have my Batman one for a week, and he gave me his Street Fighter, so I got to play the Street Fighter Tiger Electronic. And then at the end of the week, we swapped games back, and then you know. Uh, whenever we got a new one, we would do the same thing. Like, so I'm excited for them. Uh, I hope like they're bad. Like, and I know they're bad, but 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 they're bad in a good way. Right. And they're impossible. Like I, I, I remember in Batman, like I could get to level three, but I never could beat the level three boss. Right. And if, Eight and nine year old Travis, who played video games a lot more than thirty eight and thirty nine year old Travis, did like I know I'm not gonna I'm gonna get to the same spot, get frustrated, and it's just gonna sit in the drawer. But it's gonna be amazing. Yeah, well, and, and it looks to me like these are actually like games that existed previously. They're not like new, so I think that that's a really fun thing. It's kind of just almost a re release. But I mean, I think. I know me personally, I had a WWF game that had Hulk Hogan on it, and he kind of ran the gauntlet wrestling all the villains you know, of that era. Right. And I know I had a Mortal Kombat one, and I know I had a baseball one, like 100% sure, and I think I had others, but I know those for sure. But yeah, man, I, I as soon as those hit, like that was something I never thought would make a comeback of any type. 
But I was just like, oh, my God. But I'm looking at it, too. Like, man, my nephew would love that, you know, uh, Transformers game or the X-Men game, you know, like because he's young and he doesn't play a lot of games like that. But I think he could he could get into that. So it's a really fun oh, definitely. thing. It's very nostalgic. So I hope these come out. Are, they're well received and more people are able to, you know, to kind of see what they're like. Well, you get two, and I'll get the other two. And we'll do and a trade. We get done right? playing with them. Yeah, we'll just trade them. I'll I'll ship you mine, and then you ship me yours, and then we'll play all four, and then we'll we'll get it all taken care of. I like it. We just do a keep your own batteries policy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make the, make the, the package a little bit lighter. More now than the yeah. Yeah, that, that's batteries are going to cost more than the actual handhelds nowadays. Yeah, you're not you're not kidding there, but yeah, definitely uh, gonna. I hope they re-release that baseball game because that was actually a really fun one. But but dude, this has been this has been a blast. You know, we got to kind of just reminisce about old toys and things of that nature, and you know, uh, kind of talk about the happenings of the world last week with the coronavirus stuff. So, uh, throw out your social media, let people know uh, where they can find you at. Um, I am on. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, on Twitter it's T Fowler One. And uh, to steal from uh, your other host, I'm on the gram, as uh, old Brett would say, T Fowler Eight One. Uh, Breaker and I, you know, we we interact on uh, Twitter and sometimes Instagram. So if you see him tweet me out, you'll you'll see my name. Uh, Talk comics, wrestling, video games, anything. You know, I was born in 81, so, like, I'm part 80s kid, but, like, I'm more of a 90s kid because I can appreciate it. So, like, I I feel like I'm just, like, I grew up one through eight in the 80s, but, like, once I started to understand, like, that's when all the toy biz stuff. So, anything 80s and 90s, I'm all for it. So, hit me up. We can talk a little yeah, I, I'm more of an '80s, a '90s kid as well. I was born in '85, so even the late '80s, a lot of that's a little, little fuzzy for me. So I, I totally get that. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm not as old as Jeff and Scott. They're old, super <laughs> old. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They're just firing shots yeah. over here. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I know one more thing I, I do want to touch on before I, I get you off here because uh, we, we had talked about kind of making this kind of like an announcement of sorts uh, in Tampa, but you've been toying around with the idea of doing your own podcast. Um, is that still something you're thinking about or getting an idea for? Yes, I know. I know there's uh, always so, so, so much to go into to doing your own thing. Yes, uh, especially now with possibly the quarantine uh, that, <laughs> that we're dealing with. Uh, I am working on a podcast uh it's going to be called my wrestling story and the premise is we all have a story that got us into pro wrestling what made us love and made us fanatics about pro wrestling you know you've talked about yours um jeff and scott have talked about theirs uh you know i have friends that we all have a different story, but it all is the same thing. So, um, here within, I mean, it's March, uh, hopefully, you know, late spring, early summer, uh, I'm going to be, you know, getting enough in the can to, to get some interviews, but 
It's just going to be talking about what got you into wrestling, your earliest wrestling memories. You know, what was your first live event? You know, uh, very similar to that. Uh, what's that hot wing show? I, I know I sound like an old man, but it's like they ask the same questions every week, but everybody has a different answer. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, and and you kind of pitched this idea to me because I had kind of told you before, uh, I was like, man, you gotta, you gotta dive into podcasting a little bit or, or try to come up with something to do your own show. And, you know, kind of toyed around with a couple ideas and you hit me with this and I'm like, Oh, that that's pretty fun because like you said, it's kind of the same topics, but everybody's story is a little bit different. And, you know, and I was telling you, man, like, even if you just hit the fig life people up, like there's so many, so many different guys with so many different stories. I think you could have a, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. It, and it, it is, it, it's just something that, you know, we all have remember our first pay-per-view or remember our first live event or house show. And like, and just talk about your experiences because you know, what's going to happen is, Oh, my first pay-per-view is this. And then, right. like, Oh my gosh, I remember this, 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 and this, or like, or maybe or the first time you rented a VHS like, from the store, you know, exactly. Like, you know, uh, Royal rumble, 1989 marshes in Springboro, Ohio. Like, see, like, I remember that that sort of stuff because that was a big deal back then because I think it was like eight bucks to rent a video. And I remember very specifically one time. This is this is no lie. I was at a school dance, okay, and uh, my parents were like putting on the dance, and you know it Ooh. was fun. It was what it was, but I mean I'm like uh, you know, I, I was probably. <laughs> fifth grade i would say so i mean i was into girls but i wasn't really into girls yet i mean i, I was but i wasn't you know it, it was that weird right. time i guess anyway there's a video store next door and i just hey can i go check it out real quick my dad's like yeah okay just hurry back I'm like, okay so when looked and they had royal rumble 94 and i'm like oh my god dad can i have five bucks i gotta go rent this and he was like you gotta be kidding and i'm like i've never seen the royal rumble 94 <laughs> you know? but but that's it's that's, true though yeah and, and that was the thing is like you know most wrestling video stores man some of them had a good selection a lot of them didn't i mean my local video store i've, I've said it many times i had five tapes and i rented all five of them numerous times but that's just the way that it was you know yeah and that we just had a five-minute spinoff just talking about the, our first video rental. Right. But I feel like a lot of wrestling, talking to a lot of wrestling fans, they have memories like this. You sure. know, my friend Matt remembers getting the first uh, Survivor Series on Thanksgiving Day. Like, right. My, my first pay-per-view was uh, the Royal Rumble before WrestleMania 12, 96. I, I can't, but the one that Sean won. Sure. Like, and... I had to like to get it like I had to clean the whole house and do the dishes and do chores to earn the $30 that was going to get that pay-per-view and, and like it's just like bringing up those memories and, and talking about them and it just you know people love I don't know I like hearing stories about it like your stories are going to be different than mine like right. you've got stories with Harley and it came a lot from your uh, from the power hour. And then when you were on talking, uh, with Jeff and Scott, your Harley memories, like you've got stuff that you could talk about wrestling training and, you know, that nobody can talk about because only a handful of people have been trained by Harley, you know? Right. Uh, it, it's just, and we're all wrestling nerds and we love hearing, I mean, for the most part, just that, 
stuff that you don't read on the internet or a dirt sheet or you know wrestling rumors so yeah man well i think that's, I think that's, that's the a, plan yeah i think that's a really cool idea i i, I i'm hoping you have me out as a guest sometime but you know, like my story is different than Bane. I'm sure Jeff and Scott's stories are, even though they're brothers, they might be a little bit different, which I think is fun. So I mean, right there, that's four potential guests, and I'm sure there's many more that you got kind of lined up. So I dig the idea, man. I think it's awesome, and I'm I'm super excited to throw it in my uh, list of shows to plug at the end of our episode. So we'll definitely put it in there when it happens. Awesome. I uh, appreciate that, and. Uh... It depends on when this comes out. Maybe the first episode's out now. If not, you know, it, it is coming. So uh, be on the lookout. Absolutely. Well, Travis, I appreciate you being on, man. And we'll have to talk again soon. Sounds good. And we're back. We're back. Big thank you to our, our pal Travis Fowler for being on the show this week for part two. Always fun catching it up with him. He, uh, kind of announces he might be starting a podcast soon so hopefully awesome hopefully he's able to get that off the ground i've kind of been bugging him about it yeah i'm like dude you need to make this happen making it dude literally if bill benis can have a podcast (laughs) travis fowler can have a podcast absolutely in fact there's a there's another podcast in our roll call we're going to be talking about today yes so we'll get to that here in just a second but of course we got to start with uh, some of the ogs some of our good pals uh fully posable the wrestling figure podcast jeff and scott Uh uh-huh they will be. Uh, they will be. <clears throat> in my opinion, they're just great guys. Great show, and they are going to be upcoming guests on this show, starting next week. Yeah. So boom, check it out. Um, let's check out the fully posable wrestling figure podcast. Check out Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew of guys over there. They have around the round tables. They have the uh, Wreck My Taste Buds. Oh, yeah. I know you're a big fan of that one. Shoot yeah. And then of course the Wreck My Whatever they're diving into that particular week which is always fun and nostalgic yeah you know? so i always dig that speaking of wreck my taste buds i can't remember who it was that posted this uh but somebody had found dunkaroos in the wild oh really yeah they said they found them at a gas station i can't remember how that. weird a gas station yeah so um so keep your eyes out people keep your eyes peeled <laughs> do you know who i bet finds them first who? That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eric, if you find them before we do, you need to send us some. Absolutely. Do it. That's that's it. Just send us some. Man. Yeah. Do I, it. Got nothing else. Yeah. So check out Wreck My Podcast. Really fun stuff. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Talking all about nostalgic pro wrestling. I think they just did a watch along on Legends House. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you almost Lord. had a spit take there. Yeah. Yeah. What a Forgot what a, that show even existed. You know what's funny is I remember everyone was all talking about like with that when the network launched like Legends House, Legends House. Right. It was not that good. No, it was terrible. It was not fun to watch, I didn't think. No. I mean there were some fun moments, but it was it was not nearly as intriguing as I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. It was literally just Watching a bunch of old dudes hang out. I don't know if you know this, but there was going to be a second one. Yeah. And it was going to feature Hogan. Yeah. But then the racist stuff happened, and so they basically just scrapped it. (laughs) But I think, I mean, it could have been fun with different people, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think they should have gotten some... Some some other guys in there. I think think one with, like, Flair would have been fun. Flair would have been fun. Um, Oddly enough, a lot of the guys from Legends House have passed away since. Yeah, they have, haven't they? Piper passed yep. away. Yeah. Okerlund passed away. Yep. Um, 
someone else on there died too. Uh, Howard Finkel. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. I forgot Howard Finkel was on there. Yeah. So kind of a, kind of a sad deal, but, but yeah, Flair, um, Hogan. I mean, I even was hoping they would do one with Harley when he was still alive. <laughs> Just hot, you know? Yeah. Oh man. It definitely would have been fun, but I think you'll check. I think you'll like the positively pro wrestling podcast. Check it out. If you get a chance. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Always dropping new figs and merch shows all the time. Really fun guys. Really fun show. Check it out. Great stuff. Barry's a big fan of the... Uh, he's a big snack cake guy. You know, he's all about them Little Debbies. Yeah. And the yep. Icy's. Yep. Yep. You know, I haven't had an Icy in a while. Like, uh, you're talking about the Target drinks or whatever? Or maybe these some at Walmart or, yeah. or whatever? Yeah. I haven't had one of those in a long time either. Man, he's always talking about them. I mean, yeah. it makes me think like, hmm. Should, they, I, should I try one? They always tasted like, this is going to be a weird explanation, but oh, here we they go. always tasted like like uh, flavored ice with air pockets in them. Air pockets? <laughs> like, like it tasted so airy. Like, you know, it was, it was weird. Uh, <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> I don't know. That's, I told you it was going to be weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So there you go, Barry. Big underscore Bane right over here. Yeah. Telling people you like air pockets. Yep. Uh, he also has the Frost and Pound Boxing Podcast. Give it a follow. Really fun show, especially if you're a boxing fan. Of course, Trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. Dropping new shows every single day on all kinds of trivia topics. Really fun for road trips and things like that. And uh, we have a new podcast. we got to throw it in the roll call, man. It's not our podcast. It's not our podcast. No. A friend of ours started his own podcast. And that friend is Charlie Shaw. Oh, Chucky S. Big Chuck, as he's known on the podcast, uh, he dropped a new show called The Elite Eight Showdown. And oddly enough, we're doing our Bad Date Bonanza tournament right now. Mm-hmm. We've said before from the beginning, this came from the twisted mind of Charlie Shaw. Yes. It was his idea. Yes. And including the entrance in the tournament. Yes. The Elite Eight Showdown is basically taking that tournament instead of doing it, you know, in the course of time, mm-hmm. one episode, and he's doing different tournaments on different topics each episode right he just dropped his first one you can find it on itunes or apple whatever it's called that's where i listen i'm sure it's on other platforms as well but it's elite eight showdown uh with uh with charlie shaw and his and his pal so dude i'm 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 happy that he's getting into the podcast world man he's a guy that i've thought since i've met him that guy needs his own podcast because i agree he's he's killing the instagram story game yes but he needed a podcast. Dude is entertaining AF. Yeah. If you don't follow him, you absolutely need to. Yeah. Without a doubt. And, you know, we kind of met him several years ago and he made some Funko Pops for us, which yeah. was like super awesome. Right. And then we got to know the guy. I'm like, this guy's hilarious. You yeah. Know? yeah. And he, he set in when we did a 90s Telewar episode one time and, and maybe we kind of sparked this intrigue. I don't know. I don't I'm know. not taking responsibility. It, it, I'll be honest. It could have been Bill Benus. It could have been. I mean, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then another one I want to throw out there, uh, my buddy Ryan Davidson started his own podcast. He just dropped episode two this week, Leisure and Lariats. It's currently available on Podbean. I think coming soon it'll be on other uh, podcasting um, applications, so look for that soon. And we got to give a follow to our pal Jason Wolf at JasonWLF on, uh, on Twitter or Art of Jason Wolf on Instagram. Does all kinds of amazing artwork, sketch cards, everything. And uh, he's been man, he's been um, taking people to task recently. Yeah, over on the social medias, he's kind of he's kind of like Mike the Cleaner, you know, folding people up. Yeah, better, better watch out. 
because he will draw your ass to hell. I don't. <laughs> Sometimes I, don't, I start saying a sentence and I don't know where yeah, I'm going. <laughs> don't get on his bad side. <laughs> but yeah, he's an awesome guy. Really fun. Hopefully we can have him on the show again down the road. It was really fun talking to him last year. And if you need some artwork, he is absolutely the guy you need to hit up. Absolutely. Uh, Grapple Holden to be the man. If you like some wrestling comic books, you can find those both on Amazon. And to be the man is also on Comixology. We have our video game, Breaker and Bane's Power Pro Wrestling from Pack and Sack Dave. Just shoot him a message on his Facebook page. Let him know you want it. He will make it happen for you. For sure. Play it on an original NES, which is pretty awesome. Pretty cool. And if you ever wanted to go slap that son of a bitch, Eric Barker, that is your chance. Yeah, it's actually possible. He's a playable character. Yeah, you can go slap him around and you will not get arrested. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's kind of a win-win, right? It is win-win-win. Win-win-win. Yeah, yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the route you want to go. Win-win-win. Yes. Uh, Beta Mania, your album, man. Yeah, it's out. It's available. I know you're working on some new stuff. Anything? Uh, yeah. Anything in the pipeline yet? Uh, uh, yeah, there there are some stuff in, in the in the pipelines, but it's the one that goes to the septic tank. But uh, well, that's more information. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm working on stuff. Gotcha. It's just you know. Well, I think this is a good time to throw this out there. Uh, you got a second live concert coming up. In yeah. The internet world. Uh, at the end of the month, I believe it'll be a two weeks from yesterday as this drops. So uh, I, think, I think I have it May 29th. That looks right. So, so two weeks from uh, from yesterday. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, coming up soon. I'll be uh, I'll be performing a little bit. I'll probably probably do a little bit less songs. Just so I can have a couple more minutes to uh, chit chat with everybody in between songs, um, but uh, I'm, I'm trying to work things out on Twitter. So we'll see how that we'll see how it goes. I'm not really sure how to how to actually chit chat with everybody on the Twitter while I'm recording with the uh, the live stream with everything. It's it's kind of a weird deal. Kind of a weird deal. The Facebook one was a lot of fun. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, the Facebook. Well, the Facebook was so much easier because there's a desktop app, so I could actually talk to you guys while I was looking at my laptop. Whereas everything on Twitter is via phone, mm. and so that's that's where the uh, communication thing might might be a little bit difficult. So I got gotcha. you. I'm, I'm trying to figure that out, but we'll we'll, we'll get there. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, other podcasts. Back to the Nintendo. We just dropped an episode on Castlevania. Yes. Which is a very requested game, so I hope you guys enjoy that one. And then, of course, I know you guys are on hiatus, but you can check out the uh, reruns, if you want to call them that, of uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benus. Yeah, yeah. Check out the archives. If you haven't listened to the show, definitely go do that. Binge watch, binge listen to it. Uh, I, th- I think you'll find it entertaining. If anything, you know, uh, you'll... You'll find it entertaining. Yeah, you know, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about Bill Benus, but I do enjoy laughing at his expense. Sure, yeah, yeah, and I mean, apparently he's big enough to uh, get bootleg merch. Yeah, you know, yeah. Wow, who would have thought that? <laughs> what a weird turn of events. Yeah, that's a uh, strange. Yeah, portrait of a veteran. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill Benus. I'm. I'm I didn't even... Did he just, like, flip out when he found this out? I, I'm surprised he didn't have, like, a meltdown. I didn't tell him. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's I, I, yeah. He's he's on vacation. I'm trying to limit contact. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you definitely need a vacation from doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. All that all that rest and recovery is definitely tiring. Absolutely <laughs> it is. 
Absolutely. Uh, of course, also you can support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash BBPH. Just a dollar a month, you can get access to all of our exclusive energy shot episodes, which we drop on Wednesdays over kind of usually just one random topic, Yeah, which is a lot of fun. Yeah. This last week we did uh, one on who we thought would have been a bigger star in the WWE, Yeah, which is, uh, which is a fun fun topic for sure. And you can also find our merchandise, our t-shirts. I have t-shirts on prowrestlingtees.com forward slash BBP, or I'm sorry, forward slash Brian Breaker, uh, bbph.redbubble.com. You can find all of our shirts, including Breaker shirts, Bane shirts, and BBPH shirts. And of course, Bane, you have some shirts over on watermaneuver.net. That's right. Just search out Bane on watermaneuver.net and get you, get you to them there, t-shirts. And of course, um, I imagine things might start opening up soon. For Outsiders Beard Co., maybe in another, hopefully a few weeks, maybe? Yeah, just kind of waiting on everything to clear up. I'm not in any kind of rush to get it get it back started, but, you know, just when everything kind of, I mean, everything's pretty much open, but, you know, I'm still not super comfortable just going back to normal. So I think until, you know, things actually start kind of cooling off for real, then I'll probably, that I'll probably hold off till then. For sure. But, uh, but yeah, stay tuned and, uh, you know, follow the social media and stuff for, those big announcements once things are back rolling again. Definitely. Anyway, thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. And we will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up because this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty Good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it, Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.